Welcome to St. Andrew on the fifth Sunday of Lent. It's hard to believe that next Sunday is actually Palm Sunday, marking the beginning of our journey through Holy Week and to a celebration of Easter that we will not forget. In fact, I was telling my friend and colleague and our associate pastor, Nick Gonzalez, just not long ago, you're going to remember your first year in ministry. I'm Mark Rico, and along with Pastor Nick, I give thanks that in the midst of this worldwide pandemic, you are taking time to worship the Lamb of God. I also give thanks that during this past week, the ministry of St. Andrew has gone on in some unique and creative ways. Our worship team has gathered. We have shared our midweek Lenten online worship. Pastor Nick has conducted City Light with our Saltine teenagers. Others have met in virtual Bible studies, including adults and the members of our confirmation class. And last Sunday, we shared a virtual greeting of peace that has reached more than 2,000 people so far. In the meantime, the members of our craft ministry are busy at home making masks needed in hospitals. And so with all of that, the ministry of St. Andrew goes on, not like we planned, not like we wanted to, not like it will go on, but nevertheless for the glory of God and for the hope of an anxious world. And so we give thanks as we come together in spirit from wherever we are to praise the Lamb of God and to bless his holy name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God invites us to come into his presence and worship him with humble hearts. Let us pray. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Wash me thoroughly and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Amen. God has been merciful to us and has given his Son to be the sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a servant of Christ and by his authority, I declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.
Let us pray. God of all mercy, by your power to restore our life, graciously cleanse us from our sin and make us strong. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having fun at home with your families. I'm so happy to be here with you today to share a message. Now, I have a question for you. And my question is, what things in your life remind you that God loves you? I brought some things that remind me of God's love today. The first thing I brought is a Bible. The Bible reminds me of God's love because I can read about how Jesus died on the cross to save us. I can read many other stories that teach me that God loves me. The next thing I brought is a picture of my family. My family reminds me of God's love. He has blessed me with such an amazing family, which reminds me that God has taken care of me. I also brought the key to my house. My house reminds me of God's love because he has given me shelter and a safe place to live. And finally, I brought our church directory. Our church reminds me of God's love because he has blessed us with such an amazing church family, a place to worship him, and a place to learn more about him. All of these things are blessings and gifts from God, and they remind me that God loves me and he's taking care of me. I wonder what things make you happy or grateful today. What reminds you of God's love for you? Maybe God has blessed you with a great family and fun friends. Maybe he's given you an awesome pet or a special talent. Maybe when you hear a worship song or you read your Bible, you remember that God loves you. I want to encourage you today to think of all the ways that he has shown you his love. You can even draw a picture of all the ways he has blessed you. God loves you so much and he gives you different ways to experience his love every day. Let's say a prayer and thank God for all the ways he has shown us his love. Dear Jesus, thank you for being with us. Help us to remember all of the ways that you show us your love. Thank you for our families, our friends, our homes, our health, and our church. Keep us healthy, keep us safe, and thank you for loving us. We love you so much. In your name we pray, amen. The Holy Gospel for the fifth Sunday in Lent comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 through 45. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, 
but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twins, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And anyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands and feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what he did, believed in him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Raising of Lazarus in John chapter 11 is a great passage, especially for a time like this, for a number of reasons. For openers, 
it reminds us that Jesus comes into our moments of loss and grief and anxiety and confusion and moments when we wonder where he's been. And he enters deeply into all of that, even to the point of weeping with us when we weep. It's also a great passage because even though we're still in the season of Lent, it gives us a little glimpse of Easter. And I could use one of those right about now, and maybe you can too. On the other hand, I have found myself half-jokingly wondering whether Lazarus was really all that happy to be called back from the grave, even though his sister Martha was obviously ecstatic, as was Mary, as were their friends, not to mention the fact that it also gave Jesus an opportunity to demonstrate his life-giving power, which among other things produced a great big crowd of people, which we'll hear about in John chapter 12 next week as he began his journey from Bethany and on into the holy city of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to accomplish our salvation. And yet I do have to wonder whether a guy who spent four glorious days in heaven would really want to come back to all this. I wouldn't. Not only that, but consider the fact that even though the raising of Lazarus was a great thing, and it was a great thing, he still eventually died at some point in the future. But that brings me to a question that doesn't really get answered in the passage, but it's one that crossed my mind a time or two. What was the life of Lazarus like after Jesus called him from the grave and before he died again? Have you ever wondered that? When I have, it occurs to me that there's a pretty good chance that he told somebody about what Jesus did for him. I think it's fairly likely that Lazarus witnessed to the resurrection and the life. I think it is more than a little possible that Lazarus became a man on a mission, having been, if you'll pardon the expression, reinvigorated by the power of Jesus like never before. Well, today we come to the end of a series of messages for Lent here at St. Andrew entitled Cleaning Up the Mess. And we began several weeks ago by thinking about the mess you made. Then we talked about the mess we find in the lives of others. And then we talked about the messed up world, just as the coronavirus pandemic was coming to our country and changing our way of life in some very dramatic ways. And even though we've taken some side trips from this series for the sake of other messages along the way, today we come to the last in the series and to a topic that quite frankly got selected long after any of this began to happen. And that is turning your mess into a mission. I want you to invite you to think about that and to ask yourself the question, into what mess in my life has Jesus come to show me that he is there to clean it up with forgiveness, with grace, with truth, with comfort, and with the assurance of his love for me so that I can tell that story to somebody else, so that they might experience the welcome of God and come to believe and follow him because in my baptism, I was buried with Christ. 
so that, like Lazarus, I will someday be united with him in a resurrection like his. How will you use your time in between, including this time right now, to give glory to the God of grace? What would it mean for you to take all of the things that right now are making you feel like life as we once knew it is disappearing and use every bit of it as a way of witnessing to the one who comes to us in the midst of our confusion, our sense of loss, our sorrow, and he stands with us, even to weep with his children when they weep, to let us know that he is with us in the midst of all things, to listen to our complaints like, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, and then brings life out of death so the children of God like you and me can be transformed into women and men and girls and boys who are on a mission to give glory to God in the midst of all things, including the time that we are presently in. Maybe you can spend some time opening up your Bible, reading the Psalms, or maybe the words to some hymns from your worship book, if you have one at home, or go online if you don't. Maybe if you're feeling stir-crazy at home, you can go back to Psalm 46 and look at the words of God who says, be still and know that I am God. And just meditate on them. Let them sink in. And speaking of sinks, when you do wash your hands, remember your baptism. Or jumpstart your prayer life because the list is getting long. And it includes healthcare providers and first responders and custodians and janitors and people out of work and students out of school and those who are sick or at high risk. What would it be like for you to do all of those things and watch God produce life out of death in some amazing new and creative ways? There's an old story uh, that you may have heard about an elderly man who took his young grandson for a walk in the woods behind their house on a trail. And after they walked for a while, the grandfather decided to have some fun with his young grandson. And he said to him, do you know how far away from home we are? And he looked at him and he said, I don't know. And he said, well, do you know where we are? And the little boy said, I don't know. And so the grandfather said to him, well, it sounds like you must be lost. The little boy says to his grandfather, I'm not lost. And the man says to his grandson, well, how do you know you're not lost? At that point, the child looks at his grandfather and says, I can't be lost. I'm with you. It's a story, but it's also true. And it's for moments like this, when like Mary and Martha, you may feel isolated, you may feel lost, you may feel confused, you may feel anxious. But you're not lost because you're with him and because he's with us. And that presence is life-giving. It makes all the difference in the world. And it's good news for you and me on the fifth Sunday in Lent. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
God has made us his people through our baptism into Christ Jesus, living together in trust and in hope. We confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, everlasting Father, you sent Israel in their despair to a promised land and raised them up to hope by placing your spirit upon them. Join us together with the communion of saints in Christ, even though we must for a time stand apart. Grant us your spirit that we may be strong in faith, bold in witness, holy in life, and steadfast in hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, you are the great physician and the Lord of life. Be with those who are suffering from illness and ailments of body and soul. Give them strength to persevere during these times. Watch over their families and provide comfort to them as they cling to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Look with favor upon all those who are in positions of service for medical and healthcare professionals, first responders, store owners and employees, and all those who continue to put their health at risk for the sake of others. Be with them, watch over them, and give them strength as they love and serve their neighbors. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, in the midst of this pandemic, there are many who have suffered loss. Be with those who have lost loved ones or have lost other things in their lives. Give them hope to see that you are with them, just as you promise. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God Almighty, through your Son you have kept the promise of the ages and rescued us from sin. You have raised up the dry bones of a people captive to death and made us alive in Christ forever. Sustain us in this hope that we may endure the tests, trials, and troubles of this life and be ready when our Savior comes again in his glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, you strengthen us with the saving power of your suffering, death, and resurrection. May your word so work in us that the fruits of your redemption will show forth in the way we live 
for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May God, who has called us from the dust of the earth and claimed us as children of the light, strengthen you on your journey to life renewed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Marked by the cross of Christ, go in peace and serve the Lord. Thank you.